You're now listening to the Unraveled Podcast, a space set out to tackle all of life's conundrums safely and transparently. We encourage you to treat the content you hear as a means of enrichment, as the goal is not to force you to land on a specific position, but to challenge you to explore ideas with the people you experience community with. We are aware that some of the thoughts or ideas shared may trigger you in some way, but also hope that you would seek additional resources to help. This is not a replacement to therapy for the host, guest, or listeners, and will not be treated as such. Somehow it returns. The thing I was out looking for, what I thought was lost and irrecoverable. I found it plainly while chopping mushrooms in your dad's kitchen, waiting for the oil to heat behind me. I was making our lunch and you caught me from the next room asking for a glass of water. There's loss, but there's renewal too. I hand you the glass, drop some garlic into the pan. The roles have changed. Once you were my partner, now you're my friend. Once you cooked me lasagna when I was sick from my own head. Now, I bring you a crushed acetaminophen and tacos. Everything I thought I lost irrecoverably has come back in so quiet and plain of ways that I wonder if it ever left. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Why are you laughing like this? Does it feel awkward now? <laughs> no, I'm like, you got your wine ready? I do. I do. I have my, my cork um, already p- taken, taken off. You had a little fizz sound going on. Um, and we're about to pour it up. I guess I'll give the people a little bit of ASMR. Nice. <laughs> um, I hope during this conversation, I do not knock this wine bottle over. Um, Please don't. Because you know what white does to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> what is your drink of choice right now? I am drinking the Stella Rosa Black. That's my... Stella Rosa Black? Yes, it's a red. Ooh. It's a one that's not as sweet as the other red, so I'm in that kind of vibe, you know. Okay, okay. I feel you. My my can you hear my dog. No, you're. I don't. I can't hear nothing going on back there. Um, I'm definitely accidentally drinking uh, a Liberty Creek Pinot Grigio. Um, I definitely thought it was Moscato. Um, and as I was sipping on it last the other day, or I think it was last night or the other day, I was like, this is a little bitter to be Moscato. And I'm just now looking at the bottle. Um, and it says Pinot Grigio. And honestly, I am not, I am not at all, like, I don't feel bad for getting this because I feel like I made a good choice. I'm about to say, you're not at all a fan. 
Because Pinot is not sweet, like it's not. But I think my palate is growing to be more mature and like come on, stray stray away from like the sweetness of like Moscatos and some red blends and things like that. Um, I think I've I think I'm transitioning into adulthood, and I, I like the the bitterness of some wines now. <laughs> you like drier wines. Now you need to get like into charcuterie boards and stuff, so you can have the cheeses and everything going, and you can have the wine cleanse your palate. I always get a Pinot when I go and get a charcuterie board because it's real good. We were talking about charcuterie boards yesterday. We were talking about charcuterie have you ever boards. Had one? No, I I would love to to go to a, like a little picnic and have a little charcuterie board with some wine, but you know. Okay, here's the deal. If you take me, remember we had a conversation about when I come to Houston and the crawfish, and you not taking me somewhere where I'm gonna die from the spice. So literally <clears throat> make you a charcuterie board because I've been dying to make one, but. It has to be like a place there where I can get like real cheese, not the grocery store, none of that. <laughs> Will Kroger be having Kroger be having real cheese? Kroger. <laughs> Kroger be having Kroger be Kroger be hitting low key. Mm. No, you don't think so. Your deli be hitting. No, if you have, I'm just gonna get some from Kroger and then I might get some from another place and you just gonna be able to taste the difference in the quality. Like it's like what? Oh, so you you're saying that my you're saying this, oh they got blue cheese? Yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a blue cheese fanatic. So please lace me up with some blue cheese and I'm gonna fall in love at, at the taste of it. Blue cheeses <laughs> are like blooming. I think it depends on what kind you like. They're bloomier cheeses, so like it's like a burst of like flavor in your mouth. I don't like bloomy cheese. <laughs> how did this conversation go from wine? I mean, it it, it 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 goes together, but how do we start the conversation off? Like, oh, here's some cheese and charcuterie boards and wine. I think that <laughs> this is not the you know, the podcast. They, they do. They start off with one thing and then they transition into another space. But I'm super glad to be able to share this space with you um it's been a long time coming <laughs> i think that give them a little um, back history we are i think that um that um first i want you to introduce yourself um what you do who you are as much as you want to share um as, as vulnerable and as transparent as you want to be um and then we'll go from there okay well hello everybody um my name is Brittany. i am from detroit so not from H-Town, but I have love mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> um, I am currently in grad school as a public policy uh, major. Same thing I got my undergrad in. Um, I am a caramel macchiato enthusiast. I pride myself okay. on that, but I also enjoy wine, as you have heard from our, <laughs> our however many long conversation about wine and scootery boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I have known, how long have I known you? Um, Erica, you didn't come here freshman year, so 2011? So I would, yeah, 2011, yep, since 2011. I'm not going to tell you all how old I am. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm not going to tell you all how old I am because it's none of your business. None of your business, right. <laughs> um, so, yes, me and Josh have had a <laughs> pretty good <laughs> friendship. <laughs> yeah. Look, I was about to be like, oh, and again, I'm forgetting friendship. No, that's. Oh, oh. 
want to follow me on Instagram, that is if Josh oh. tags me. Oh. <laughs> because I'm coming for you. You know, the wine is getting... You will be tagged. You will be tagged. I don't know why you've created this narrative that I don't tag you in posts, but this one, I, I, I will do you due diligence and tag you in this post. I will not hold you like that. <laughs> okay. Because he be hiding it. I know... Some of y'all may not know like what I look like or who I am, <laughs> but when he does post it, I am hidden. I am very much so hidden, okay? Um, <laughs> but if you do choose to follow me, if he tags me, um, I often have these impromptu conversations on live with some of my friends, um, and I call it Talk That Talk Thursdays, and we just talk about different topics whether it's based off a picture, a meme, a video, anything in the world going on that I see that crosses my mind. And I'm like, yo, we need to talk more about this. And I want to know how you all feel about it. So yeah. if you ever do follow me, head over to my page for those impromptu things. I know Instagram sends you notifications when people go live. So, yep, that's what you can catch me doing as of late. My little unofficial project that I right, might right. make official. <laughs> Tell them your um your handle, your tag. Oh yeah, my name on oh he gonna make me do it, y'all. Did y'all hear that? Okay. Ooh. I just want y'all to take note of that. <laughs> so my name on Instagram is B B Marie. So T H E E B M A R I E on Instagram. So please follow me. I'm very nice. Very welcoming. Mm -hmm. When she wants to be. Very engaging. Woo! Oh, we coming to next early. <laughs> We are, we are drinking wine. We are creating a safe space. I, I show up. I want you to show up authentically because I'm going to do that already. Um, <laughs> so this is this is how our conversations usually go. So it's not a surprise. So I want this to feel authentic, as authentic as possible. Because <laughs> we really do have it for each other. Not, but not in like a, it's like a. Not in a negative way. It's like a playful yeah. way. Like, <laughs> it's very playful. It's very kiki. It's very. It gives you all of what you need if you were ever to tap in, um, like wiretap our phones and listen to our conversations. I think that you would get so much out of our conversations, um, which is one of the reasons why I chose you to be my first guest. Um, because of the dialogue we share, um, because of the relationship we share, but mainly because of our story and how unique it is. Um, and I, we're going to get into that a little bit today. Um, but you all obviously have been following me um, in my journey. Some of you... Um, and this is uh, one of my exes. <laughs> um, we <Surprise>. dated. <laughs> surprise, right? Surprise. <laughs> this uh, Brittany and I shared a uh, relationship in high school. Uh, we met at Detroit Community High School, um, where we um, slowly crept our way into a relationship. Um, and we will it kind of touch on the the <laughs> nuances of what that looked like um, and how colorful it was at times and how um, how how much of a learning lesson it was, truly and honestly. Um, so what I want Brittany to do, because Brittany remembers far more than I do, uh, my memory is very, very skewed. Um, <laughs> my memory bank only travels back so far. And I'm, I miss minor details, but I'll add my two cents in, you know, here and there. Um, but I definitely want to start off with giving the people um, what our relationship looked like, like a relationship timeline of its conception, uh, not as far as like what it is now, but just what it used to be um, when we, specifically when we were in high school. 
So you can go ahead and do the honors. Okay, so I'm going to bounce around a little bit. So if it's anything you want me to elaborate on or anything, you just have to let me know. Be like, run that back to mm-hmm. me. So, um, so we were sophomores, and he had moved up here from Houston to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And we met in our English class. Shout out to Miss Lewis because I absolutely love her. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, I didn't know who he was, but I instantly knew that he was not from Michigan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> much more, like, definitely not from Detroit, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Because you were way too nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, okay, and trying to, like, really came hard at trying to spit game, though. Like, and uh-huh. I had a, mm-hmm. a um, relationship at the time. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you know, you can't have friends. No, I cannot because that's not how you approach me. So <laughs> we did evolve. In- <laughs> I'm a very colorful personality. So if you want to yeah, feel course. right now, <laughs> this is of going course. to be quite theatrical. Um, <laughs> On both sides. Clearly. So we both <laughs> um, ended up becoming friends nonetheless, um, sophomore year. And morphed into more towards the middle. Yeah. So we ended up getting into this relationship. And I would say we share a few, like, first experiences. Like, I was saying, like, the relationship that I was in, I was, like, sort of, I was on the cusp of getting out of that. But I wasn't going to let him know that, you know. That wasn't mm-hmm. none of his business. I didn't know him. Um, right. <laughs> and... I didn't feel like our friendship like warranted. I was like, well, we have a really good friendship, so I'm not going to ruin that because I know he's because I knew at one point he was interested in me and I want to revisit that. Um, so we did end up nonetheless getting into a relationship. I still don't know how that happened. I really don't. I don't remember that part. <laughs> right. No, um, <laughs> let's just say for the effect that we fell into each other's lap, and that was that was just that. Yes. <laughs> More like he probably tripped me, but it's cool. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, okay. um, I think eventually we ended up breaking up because we were just like, you know, we're young. Like, what do we know about love? Like, why are we even in this? We're only in the 10th grade. Mm. You know, let's just right. see what else is out there. Yes, we end up getting into another relationship the following semester. Oh. Hold on, let me sip my wine for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that lasted our whole, our whole junior year, and that was a point in time where we didn't talk. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, I was going to be respectful and, you know, of course, not be all in his face and say, you know, I'm, I'm realized that I have to take a step back from this because even – and breaking up, it didn't mean that we couldn't be friends. We were still friends after we split. Um, but I think it was the person you were dating at the time was uncomfortable with you having yeah. a relationship with me. So mm-hmm. you decided to cut ties, which I had to be respectful of. Um, mm-hmm. And I think towards the, you all were together almost like that whole year yeah. for school, mm-hmm. like the both semesters and then something happened. And we just all of a sudden started being friends. <laughs> I'm trying not to go there. <laughs> we don't have to go there because it's not it's not necessary. That baby is that baby is married and living her best life. Okay, but she was just like, <laughs> it's 
to like react to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's you notice how I am. <laughs> mm. Oh, <laughs> like stop! You're taking me off of drill. Anyway, um, basically, we ended up becoming friends again because both of us had our own little situations that had went completely wrong and somehow found comfort in just being there for each other. And this is, mind you, after a whole year of like passing each other in the hallway, looking at each other and just choosing not to say anything. We had classes together because both of us were in honor and just never said anything to each other. So he was like the last person I thought I would confide in about my issues. And I'm sure you the same mm-hmm. with me about what was going on. Um, but we ended up being friends from there throughout the whole summer and then end up dating again our senior year. <laughs> what a roller Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's when Moolah came about. Hey, y'all don't know. Ooh, Moolah, Moolah, with, Moolah been there. <laughs> Moolah, oh, Jesus, put him, put him away. We kept him away in 2021. <laughs> no, he's, he's long gone. For those who are or aren't aware, um, Moolah uh, was this nickname that I had created for myself in high school, and I it, it started off as J- Joe Moolah, and this was this was so crazy. It sounded so stupid. Moolah was definitely like you know that was a better nickname, but um, that became a persona that I adopted and a almost like an alter ego that I would put on uh, for show. Uh, but that's just. That was that experience with when she references Moolah, that's who she is referring to. But go ahead, proceed. Because Moolah, like I knew and I felt bad at a point. And me and you talked about this like maybe earlier this year when we reconnected. So I'll save that mm-hmm. little tidbit. But Moolah was, he was an athlete, okay? Because mm-hmm. if you know Josh, then you know he played sports in high school. You know, you had, um, you were just a popular kid in high school because you were tall. Girls immediately look at that because you're tall, you were attractive, you had, you know, some fun, you were an athlete instantly, and you weren't from the city. So you were something new and something shiny, like the brand new toy that everybody wanted. I was like, okay. So as you could probably imagine, my senior year with this one, was a whirlwind of theatrics and just a whole bunch of girl drama. I was like, oh, no. Um, and we almost lost our, like, friendship for that. Like, I was yeah. I was fed up with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fed up. You had me looking like a fool. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole, I think we stayed together the whole year. We were on again and off again the whole year. Let me say that. Um, right. And I think prom was when I was like, oh, no, I'm done. Like, that sealed Mm -hmm. the deal for me. And you were so surprisingly heartbroken about that. And I think it Mm -hmm. didn't even have more so to do with us, like, breaking up. I think it had to do with our friendship because we've always had that. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it wasn't anything romantic, we've always had a solid, good friendship. I could always talk to you about anything and not feel judged and we always had good like laughs good commentary all of that so Mm -hmm. um yeah so over the summer we started being friends and we ended up dating again but of course we ended up breaking up because we went to separate colleges i went to msu you went to tsu 
and that was all she wrote. And I think we stopped communicating after we broke up. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk for, um, like, officially talk for, like, five years. Yeah. Um, I remember the last time that I came to Detroit, I think it was for your birthday. And this was after I had already spent a semester in Texas um, at TSU. And I came up there. <clears throat> I stayed with uh, the late Martez. Um, and... I felt confident in the relationship at that time. And when I came home, it I think it, it that's when it kind of, we slowly drifted apart um, from what I can recall. And then for five years after that, we didn't talk. I think that you had reached out a couple of times, um, just like check in. I think I may have a couple of times as well. I don't remember. Um, but we didn't come back to the situation until early last year, early 2020. Um, and we will get into that a little bit um, later on. This wine is, I need to slow down. <laughs> but um, I'm like, oh, I feel it in my face a little bit. I do, I do, I do, I do. I feel it in my eyes. Um, but I, th- I think that like the, 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 the accuracy in your, you sharing that story um, is, you know, pretty fair given the situation I think without getting into large details that took place um, we definitely shared this really solid foundation of a friendship and it kind of it's kind of like you know how people we I guess we we force that um, as adults like I want to be friends with this person before I start to date them and it's like as kids we didn't really we didn't really force that it just happened like we were friends and we were building our connection. And that, to me, I think is what carried us throughout the years. Um, the fact that we had this solid foundation of a friendship that we knew we could always rely on, regardless of what happened, regardless of what go down. Um, there was a place that, and I remember I said this to you. Do you remember I said this to you at the beginning of the year when I was like, this just feels like home? Do you remember that? And I think that that's what kind of brought me back to um, pursuing authentic, authentic friendship with you again. Um, but given that context, um, how do you think your perspective on this relationship changed throughout the years? Um, I definitely didn't think it would ever be <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if you asked me five years ago, I'd be like, Oh no, like that's something Like, I used to be a firm believer in, like, you know what, that's done, that's cut off, Mm -hmm. it's too many things. Um, But there were so many, I think, no, because you did come back to um, visit me, remember? No, you didn't come to specifically visit me, sorry to backtrack, but you came, and you texted me, you came here for something, and you texted me. It was a reunion. Yeah. Because we never talked about why we broke up or whatever, and. Wait, wait, what? What was that? You remember we met at Starters. You came and you, I do remember that. Yeah, we met at Starters and you wanted to have a conversation because the way we broke up was just kind of like, oh, we got into a really bad argument and you know, mm-hmm. you broke up. Oh my gosh, I remember now. <laughs> Cuz I was in my dorm room. 
Um, he oh. broke up with me through a song, guys. A song. <laughs> Listen to this song, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> I remember what song it was. It was my K Michelle. It was. <laughs> You want nothing. I said, wait a minute. Is this what we're doing? <laughs> it was hold on. Let me let me let me let me gather this this song real quick because I remember I remember that vividly. Um Maybe you'll see when we can be and then you'll come around. We argued about something, and you said, I don't know who. We used to be really, really, like, two hurt people dealing with separate issues that neither one of us, like, were willing to come to each other about. Like, let me make that very clear. Um, And that doesn't excuse the toxic behavior, like, that we let out on each other because it's, like, nothing can excuse that. But we were very toxic to each other. Um, So the arguments were very heated, were, were very, like, explicit so i said a word (laughs) that was unforgivable and i think it was more so like we both were what was the word i called you a (laughs) b-i-t-c-h you called me a bitch okay yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. but i was on the phone and i was really upset because he came for me and he said i don't know what niggas you've been dealing with but you're not gonna talk to me like that and i said well i've been dealing with your bitch ass since 2011 (laughs) And that's exactly how that went. He was like, did you just call me a beast? He was so pissed off. You could not tell him nothing. I was like, you just looking for something to be mad about. But I never thought he would be so upset. He was, You were upset with me for like weeks. We didn't talk. Like, And I'm telling you, because we were long distance, y'all, We would, he was working at Target. <laughs> and we would be, I would be on the phone in the earphones. The earphones, this was before AirPods. Those probably would have been in handy by then. But um, mm-hmm. on the phone with him, like, 24-7, because you all are an hour behind. So, like, if he got off at midnight, I'm up until 1 o'clock in the morning waiting on him to get off. And I'm like, oh, no, that can't do. I got to talk to you on the phone, <laughs> like, right. all the time. So we made accommodations for the distance, um, and we, we tried to make – yeah, we tried to make it work the best we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely did. But, I mean, we're in school. We were freshmen. So, we had I had right. tons of other stuff that I should have been doing <laughs> um, that I wasn't doing. So Because you was dealing my, with my bitch ass till 2011. <laughs> Precisely. Because we were still on the same stuff. I feel like high school... We were we were out of that atmosphere, so we were allowed to be ourselves, and that's what I felt bad about, and we talked about that earlier this year. I always felt bad, and that's why I kept going back, and people always asked me, like, why did you still mess with him? Why did you feel this? Because I knew a person that none of them were, like, were privy to mm-hmm. know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. as much as you, like, the most authentic you as you are willing to show me. 
compared to what we got in those inside those four walls of a school, you know? So right, right. um that I think what also was a thing. I'm like, okay, I've always valued this friendship. I don't have any animosity towards this person. We buried that years ago when we both got closure and we moved on from a situation. I think I was just more so happy to see you truly be you without that mm-hmm. environment, without all the testosterone, dropping the moolah because that wasn't you. And that would upset me, mm-hmm. not because of what you were doing to me, but because, granted, I was upset about that because any female would be about it, like her mm-hmm. boyfriend dogging her out. But I was more so upset. Like you, you are feeling, you feel like you can't even be yourself for these people. Like you are getting praised for something you're not. (laughs) Mm. Um, So when we circle back around, like you congratulated me for graduating. I was like, I felt like I always did my best to check in and like not feel like I was up your ass. <laughs> to right. say the mm-hmm. least. But I'm like, cause from Instagram, I can see, I'm like, this is a different person than the person I would usually see on social media. That doesn't mean that, like, what everybody puts out there is true, your true authentic self, but this is not the content that 2011 Josh would have been putting on Instagram. This vulnerability that y'all seen is not. So I was like, okay, this is a different person, and this is similar and a grown version of what the person I was getting to know compared to what mm. pe- high school people got to see. So. The relationship that we have now is definitely fulfilling. Like, it's one of my most fulfilling friendships that I have because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like you there's an openness there and, mm-hmm. like, a trust factor without, like, you've been, it's very often where you have friends who, in a short amount of time, show you they're dependable, show you they're trustworthy, and show you, like, mm-hmm. they'll show up for you. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like this person feels like that to me, but like, do I feel like that to them? Do you want to know when I, um, when I felt like, oh, this person feels like I'm like somewhat dependable. You yeah, called me one day in the car and mm-hmm. you were like, you know, I'm having a bad day. Like, can you pray for me? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'm not a person, like people have been asking me to do that a lot more lately. But that then and there, I was like, okay, especially like when we play, we're not really strangers. And you're like, okay, I'm going to just pray. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. All righty. So yeah. it's definitely more than what I expected the friendship to be um, because I didn't go into like, oh, he's going to be my best friend or, oh, this is how this friendship is going to be. Like, no. I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll be cool. But I think I think that I think hmm, I guess my perspective of the relationship has I guess always stayed the same because I've I've never known two versions of you. Um and I think that that's that's some that's a privilege that I was able to have um as opposed to you. Um you knew um two versions of me that were very different. Um were very you could you could contrast um and put these people into two different categories and they wouldn't you would think that they were two different people um and i think that what i've been afforded to experience over the years is consistency um and growth um especially growth uh, i think that i think one of the things that we shared when we 
first connected, re- reconnected was like, I don't think that, like you've grown, but it's not like you needed to grow a whole bunch. I think that you were always, always this person. You just made slight adjustments over the years to, you know, smooth out the edges that were there, but they weren't noticeable. That, I guess that makes sense. Um, but for me, my perspective has, like I said, has always remained the same. I think that, um, like I said before, this I always felt like a piece of home. And I don't know why. I only think I give you a reason for that when I said that. I was just like, it just feels like home. It feels like organic. It feels authentic. Like I can be my authentic self in this relationship and not have to perform for anybody. Um, but what, <laughs> going back, um, realizing all of what we've experienced over the years, would you change anything? Would you do anything differently? Um, no. Mm. Nope. Not for the sake of, because most people hear that and be like, oh, well, like he just said, you didn't have many areas to grow in. So like, why would you, I don't think there's anything that I could have done for you for you to feel like, because when you first got to the school, you're like, you remind me of the girl from home. Like something about you reminds me of home. And I'm like, I'm not from, you know, I've grown up here. Mm-hmm. I'm from here. So I don't know why he would say that, but it was more than just mm-hmm. like surface level things um, that was in your comment. But those are things that I didn't know. But I don't think there's anything more I could have done to change the dynamic of our relationship, um, make you more comfortable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you mm. say I've always felt like home, but like at times I never experienced the true you. So at a mm. certain point, you were still holding on to that same like personality that you felt like you needed to put on for other people to meet my approval too mm. at some in some way or another right so I don't I wouldn't change anything because I think that it allowed us to grow into the people we are yeah. there's so many lessons that were in each of the relationships that we've been in the many times that we got together and then fell apart um anytime the thing that's been consistent through the turmoil and all of that is our consistent way of coming back to each other like nothing happened like it's like not to say that we just don't acknowledge these things that happen but Mm -hmm. I don't hold any animosity towards you you don't hold any animosity towards me that's not the first thing we talk about but we definitely revisit it and it unpacks this whole thing of like things that I never knew like so many things Mm -hmm. that I never knew happened and explained why you were the way you were Mm -hmm. I just found out this year yeah well, you know, in the new year now, so you can't say that no more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang. It's the wine, <laughs> Did guys. you forget that we was in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I've said this year, like, throughout this whole podcast, just refer to 2020. <laughs> 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Um, I think that's so accurate. I think that that's so true. It holds. I think that it yields so much space to forgiveness um i don't think that there was any wrong and i think that that played a part in our 
reconnection as well, that there wasn't anything that we experienced in our relationship that was like, oh, like I need to heal from this. I need to be repaired. Um, I think maybe on, I'm, I don't know about you um, because you had a very different experience than I had, but I think that there was just, there were things for me that I knew I needed to grow in. Um, and one of those was accepting myself for who I was. Um, I think that my entire life has been spent creating a picture of who I wanted to be looked at as, um, that I never really, I never really took time to explore who I was individually. Um, I've shared so many different spaces with people. Uh, when I first got to college, so when, I guess going back like high school, that was that was a shared space where I had to be this version of myself that was very much aggressive, very much hard, very much a nigga, like like hardcore nigga. I had I had to be that. I was in Detroit. I had no I had no room for any other thing. Um, and when I got out of that situation, it was college. It was a fresh start. I didn't know pretty much anybody, um, and I could create this canvas. I could I could start over with this brand new canvas and paint the picture that I wanted to, and then I ended up creating a picture of myself that was what everybody else wanted to see me as. Um, I don't think I really discovered who I was until last year, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and after, that was after me taking time to be alone to explore different relationships and explore who I was and figure out like, like Josh, you are this beautiful, unique, creative and very nuanced person. And that is okay. And I remember breaking down one day last year and that being one of the realities that I had to face in the mirror, like it's okay. Um, I give I had to give myself permission to be myself, and I hate that people had to experience a very. I hate that people had to experience half of me, and I think that that's what I've been giving people for the longest. And I think that now it's like, hell no, nah, fuck all of that. Like I'm gonna give you me and you accept it you cherish it you love it or you don't and i'm fine with it happening either way um and i think i think that that transitions super well into this next like segment i guess like um i want to i want to talk about sex <laughs> um we have shared that space um we have crossed that line um into the sacredness of having sex with one another. Um, but I want to know what your relationship to sex was then and how has it changed over the years? Wait, what do you say? Repeat that for me. <laughs> what was your relationship to sex when we were dating um, and when we were having sex and how has it changed over the years? So I'm going to say the way that I think about it or the way that I feel about it hasn't really evolved much. Um, I think when we were, because when you asked me, when you said that, I was just, you should have saw my face. I was like, wow, we're really doing this. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. not briefed. These were not. Welcome on the, to the Unraveled Podcast. <laughs> this was not on the list of permitted questions. 
Um, <laughs> no, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think that either of us knew what the hell we were doing. Like, not to say <laughs> not to say that I think we both had we both were obviously like attracted to one another, but I don't think mm-hmm. that we thought the act through entirely and I don't think that it was something either of us really felt the need to do and until we felt the pressures like he had the pressures of like his teammates and like the shit that they were saying about me and then my friends saying like oh you need to do this because like you know who he is like and who wants him and these people are willing to do this so Am I, was I LeBron James in high school? God damn. <laughs> they was really gassing you up. I'm not saying, this is not to say, because they go, like, oh my God, that was so shady. It's not shady. I'm just saying, he was a human being to me. He was not yeah. the sun, the moon, the stars, okay? He is not, I, he was okay. He, I was dating him, so obviously I had, but there's a difference between liking somebody and having an infatuation. And many girls had an infatuation. So... <laughs> Um, I just feel like that pressure made it very hard for us to even feel comfortable with each other in that dynamic. Yeah. And I think we both also shared a lot of nerves. <laughs> so it was yeah. just like a lot going on. I'm a person and I think I don't know if you and I are the same. I feel like we had this conversation earlier this year when we were talking about the um What's that song? What's her name? It's called Moment. Remember we were talking about it? I got a feeling for you. I'm definitely a more intimate person, and intimacy does not always involve physical touch. So you have that. I've always been like that, like since high school. So for me, that wasn't like us engaging in that activity was just like, okay, it feels like we're just doing this because people say that we should, not because this is a decision that we made for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we had we had a conversation. Well, we didn't have much of a conversation about it in high school, but we've had a conversation about it earlier this year. And mm-hmm. I think it's more about establishing a connection with that person and just being on a whole mm-hmm. intimate like having establishing an intimate connection because if as long as you have physical attraction like that's not really hard to navigate through but like intimacy and having a legitimate connection with somebody like that can be difficult so i value that a lot more than i would say that I'm, than i did in high school for sure because we weren't what did we even know what that meant <laughs> like no. we didn't even know how to navigate like holding hands and kissing in the hallway without mm-hmm. whispers and all of this stuff and feeling like oh my gosh was that too much was this too little mm-hmm. and just too much like dph was a lot y'all like i felt like mm-hmm. i had to perform with him like everything the spotlight everybody was always looking at us and i'm i'm not an attention person so it's really bi- people gonna hear this podcast and i i and i want to <laughs> People maybe from high school are gonna like hit his pocket. They they gonna be like they talking like they was just like this this like. But I honestly that's our perspective. I I think that I, if you wanna if you wanna go there like never mind. I'm not even gonna do that. But go there. Yeah, no. This is your podcast. No, all I'm gonna say is stay in your lane with your Honda Civic. And the thing is, 
it's not to say. <laughs> okay, because you have a 2013 Impala. Indeed. You're in high school and you coming for people. Um, Indeed. But but that's because I want to make I want to make it known that was not my money. That was definitely my cousin's. Um, he definitely supported me in a lot of ways, and I thank him for that uh, by giving me a, a different perspective on you know what it looks like to uh, experience some type of wealth within the family and so I definitely want to make that known before people get to like oh yeah money yeah where's money at now baby I'm a teacher <laughs> uh that ain't this ain't this ain't that this ain't this ain't that so uh we're we're getting there where we know <laughs> but go ahead proceed I'm sorry that's not to say mm-hmm. I, I really like that you brought that up because I'm not saying that we were the ish I'm not saying I was the cutest girl in high school I'm not saying he was the finest guy in high school I'm but I was, and you were, so, but. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you was about to cut it off like I was. <laughs> so my face, I'm like, okay, so y'all clearly see <laughs> what I had to deal with. Um, right. But I'm. With my bitch ass. <laughs> um, yeah, my my thoughts about sex have <laughs> <I'm> definitely, <laughs> I'm still the same. Uh, in that aspect, but yeah, if we didn't really mm. do too much, like there wasn't too much conversation, it didn't. I I do feel like that was the one space you didn't feel comfortable with me in. Mm-hmm. And I'm a cute girl, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with, it had a lot to do with a lot of stuff. You know, there were many factors mm-hmm. that played into yeah. that. And we touched on that like a, a, a little bit. I think that my, my perspective on sex has definitely changed a lot. Um, but where I wanted to pick up from is, um, what do you think or what is your belief about how sexuality, um, sexual identity um, influenced or had an effect on our relationship in the past? Um, I definitely think that in high school, um, it was definitely this emphasis for you to present this hyper-masculine self. Um, like this hyper-masculine version of you, a.k.a. Moolah. <laughs> um, just to, just because of, like, you know, the pressures of, like, everybody else and, like, trying to do what, you know, everybody else wanted you to do, but at the same time, like, having those difficulties of, like, what you were being faced with and not knowing how to navigate that, like, with me as a person and not even, like, being open with me about that or knowing how to share that with me or not even knowing how to explore that yourself. So I feel like definitely um, it was something that played a huge role in how we connected, um, like our lack of intimacy, I guess. There wasn't like intimacy. And I think we talked about this at one point and how when we're younger, we don't spend a lot of time creating that. So it gets kind of like confusing and clouded and like sexuality 
also like confuses that with like your own personal wants and needs and not knowing how to convey that. So um, it definitely made our sexual life like when we were together like complicated for sure. Yeah, that's the perfect word I would use for that. Complicated. <laughs> um, primarily because like when you're younger, there's no like real book that kind of like shows you how to navigate that part of your life. Um, and I remember seeing this quote from, I think we're not really strangers. Um, and they were saying that like relationships are only a part of your life. Um, and what we, t- we tend to emphasize that over other things that are also important, like, um, our own personal, like you said, our own personal wants and needs outside of the sex spectrum. Um, but when you get into like how like sexuality, um, at, at such a young age, you don't really know like what you really want. Um, and it's almost like you put on this face for people to appease them. And I guess in this season of my life, um, I don't really want to like ground myself in one specific space or realm or world. I really am on this journey. And I I think that me openly acknowledging that like I'm on the journey to figure out what it is and who exactly I am. Um, And it's, it's, it's been beautiful so far. Um, I think we've had conversations that have, that I would have never expected to have with you like recently uh, that that it still feels weird to talk about. It still feels weird to talk about how um, how my life has, has looked and resembled a lot like Issa Rae from <laughs> or Issa D from Insecure. And I think that I without going too deep into it. Um, I really do believe that I I wish I had better guidance. And it's not to say that I didn't have guidance from like my caregivers at that time. I think that they did the best that they could and I acknowledge that. Uh, but I wish I had better better guidance in the in the realm of sex. Um and I, I I'm sure that they which they probably had better guidance as well because it's probably certain things that they didn't figure out until they were older or still don't even know to this day. But um, when we think about how much high schoolers, um, they every, everything outside of what they do outside of like relationships, it, it every everything that they do is revolving around who I'm dating, who I'm fucking, who I'm with, who I'm seen with. And when you go back into that as an adult, it's like, dang, like, why was I so worried about that? Why was I so worried about who was on my arm or or who was, who I was sleeping with that night? Like, and I don't know, I guess to put it plainly, um, sexual identity sexuality has played an intricate part in our our journey um and it's i think it's it's now it's now one of those areas where we have found to be a a new a new world for us to explore as friends 
Um, and I feel like the biggest thing that I, I appreciate you for is the freedom to be, uh, or giving me the freedom to be. Um, because it's not, and I, I, I kind of hate this, this uh, narrative of like people, I guess people try to force you to be in one specific space. Like you, if you are wrestling with your sexual identity, you cannot be, or it, it, I don't think people say it. I think that it's, it, it comes off in the way that they try to guide you or, or drive you into a, a specific position. And when it comes to me, it's like, well, it's all, I, I'm giving myself the grace to be able to be like, hey, I'm just, I'm just in the moment right now. And I don't know where I'll be in 10 years. I don't know who I'll be with in 10 years. And whatever that looks like, however that plays out, I'm okay with that. Um, if I'm by myself, if I'm single, um, and I'm sitting there, um, <laughs> you know, crying to the Lord, like, why, why did you do this to me? Or if I'm, you know, in a, in a marriage and I'm in a relationship with kids and, and, and whatever that looks like, whoever that looks like I'm with. And, and I think that that's the one thing that I can appreciate you now for, um, because I, I never felt like I had to put on a face for you. And we talked about that a little bit. But I never felt like I had to put on a face for you. And, and, and being myself around you feels so natural. It's just this <laughs> new area that we're exploring where it's like, oh, okay, cool. And I, I don't know how you feel about it. Like, what, So what is what is your response to like what, where we are now like in this space where that has become such a, a topic? So it's actually, I, I think we talked about this, like, I think I mentioned it in the, um, in one of my answers, like on this podcast, or maybe it's like something that we talked about, like personally, like on the phone or whatever, but about our friendship or like friendship being the like maximum capacity of like love or like the relationship mm -hmm. that you have with somebody and like crossing that threshold could keep you from building one thing. And it actually makes me this a friendship with you has been more fulfilling than a relationship was not in a sense of you had shortcomings and like you were a different person back then, but I'm able to be something for you that I wasn't able to be for you then like you weren't when you when we were together in high school, you couldn't be your true self with me like it was a filter, you know what I'm saying. And a part of that may be because you were trying to navigate through, like, how do I feel about this? How do I verb vocalize this, right, to, like, her or my friends or my family? Or do I vocalize that at all? Do I keep it to myself? But it's just, like, this comfortability that you have with this person and a level of vulnerability. That's trusting someone to say, I can be me, and this person isn't going to judge me for it. Like, that is very fulfilling to know. Like, that's a that's a goal for me as a friend, for any of my friends to feel like, okay, I can tell you this, and you're not going to feel, like, reprimanded in any way because I, I'm human. I have no room to judge you. This is your life, and I'm here to help you in any way that you feel like I can. Like, I pray for my friends, and I'd be like, okay, God, teach me. Show me how I can, you know, help them navigate through whatever it is. Like, what's my assignment here? And if I don't have one, like, just please tell me how I can comfort them, how I can support mm -hmm. them. And I've been able to do that for you in ways that I think are minute. So it's like, 
oh, we have these conversations. You're like, wow, I never thought I would talk to Brittany about this. But I like that you can feel comfortable enough to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> um, it was back in October when Lovecraft Country first came out. Um, and one of the episodes, good old uh, Christina, good old Christina, I love her to death. Honestly, she played the best villain I've ever seen in my life because I, I, I felt for her and I loved her. And I remember she was having a conversation with Ruby. Um, and I think she was having it as um, William uh, at first. And she, the first question that she posed to her uh, or the second, the second time that they were able to meet face to face as Christina and as Ruby, she asked her, who are you really uninterrupted? Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that, and I was mesmerized. I was, it, it kind of like it, it, it cut me to my heart because I had to, I had to face this question, and I felt like she was talking to me, and I'm, I feel like I'm getting emotional now, kind of as like the same way that I felt back then. It's like, who are you really? Uninterrupted, Josh. Who are you? And I had no room to run from that question. I could not go and hide and pretend like I didn't hear it. I had to to ask myself, who are you really uninterrupted? And it felt weird to have that ring in my mind for days on days on days and contemplate and contemplate and contemplate because I felt like for so long I had shrunk myself for other people. I had made myself smaller for other people, um, especially in college. I, I minimized who I actually was to make people feel comfortable with who I actually am. I, I never, I've never felt the way that I feel now in my entire life, where it's like, this journey feels nice. This journey feels beautiful. And I'm discovering who I am uninterrupted. And it brings me so much joy because I feel God. I feel love. I feel compassion. I feel grace for myself when I've never been able to give myself that. I've never been able to look at myself in the mirror and not pick myself apart. I've never been able to look at myself and ask and, and be comfortable with who I am as a free black man. I've never been able to do that because I've been in the cage for so long and at this point, you're not going to put me back in that cage at all because mm-hmm. it's been 20, almost 25 years that I can remember. I mean, I would say probably like 20, 20 years because I don't remember anything past five, but about 20 years that I've been living in a cage. And it's not even about it's not even about like sex. It's my life. It's my personality. It's my character traits. It's my my thought process, my emotions. I've lived in this box for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. But it was only recently that I changed my bio. Like I added this one thing that I like feel so proud of. And it wasn't even, it wasn't host of the Unravel podcast. It wasn't Enneagram 4. It wasn't 6'6". Six, six. It wasn't uh, educator. It wasn't teacher bay. It wasn't none of that. It was literally free black man. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote it on my bio, I was like, wow, 
This feels good to be free. This feels fucking amazing. Yeah. You got me over here. (laughs) Brittany, honestly, I would be remiss to say, or if I went without saying how much I truly adore you and truly love you and truly care about you. And I think this moment, these moments that we've been able to share have marked me for the rest of my life. And I I don't want to lose that. And I think that I'm glad that you are on the first episode. I'm glad that this is what I chose to do in this platform that I chose to build. And I'm glad that I have your your support. I'm glad that I have your ear. I'm glad that I have your heart in some way. Because it feels good to be back in this space with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to make me cry. <laughs> I'm serious, and and I I don't I don't know where I would be without the women in my life, and I don't know where I would be without Brittany Tipler. I'd be lost. (laughs) I'd be lost. I appreciate you, sir. You are truly a gem. You're trying to make me cry. That's the spirit of God. So... Tell me what it was like. Um, I know we when we reconnected um, last year around this time, we had a little hiccup. Tell me what that was like um, for you to uh, be able to identify that you needed to take a step back. Yeah. So I felt like it was going to be healthy for me to set that boundary when I felt like there were toxic things being spewed up, right? Because we didn't argue like ever. So we was like being a little catty with each other, like not the funny kind of hee hee, but more so like attitude and stuff. Like I felt like you was getting mad at me. Well, I was mad at you because I felt like whenever I call or text, you would kind of blow me off. And whenever you called me, I would just stop answering. So I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. And I was like, no, anytime we start to see like that toxic behavior like come about when that has not been present like this whole time. And that's not to say people don't argue like because friends argue, but we had nothing to argue about. There should be nothing to argue about. We not a couple. We not arguing about the stuff we were arguing about is the stuff that couples should be arguing about, which we were not. So I was just like, okay. Um. I have to interject and just do this. And it took me like a minute to compose like the text because I was like, you know, I don't want to come off rude. I don't want to call them off bitchy or anything, but this is something that is going to be beneficial for the both of us. I promise you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I just saw where it was going. And I was like, you know, even though we have, we have a bad habit of falling out being somehow you know, coming back together and like establishing a good relationship, we it, we don't need to continue to repeat that. Let's just be adults about it this time and say, we need a timeout. And that's cool. It's not to say I don't want you in my life. And I said that to you. I want you in my life. So this means I have to temporarily like take a break from this. 
mm-hmm. because it's this right here, like this is not what we, neither one of us are ready for what this could turn into. And I feel like the people we were right then and there, it wouldn't have been what we wanted it to be anyway. So, yeah. And then you end up reaching out to me like, hey, just text. That text message cracked me up. Hey, just texting on you in a non-toxic way. I was like, who? Because you know how niggas be. You know you know how niggas be. Niggas niggas be one to six months down the line come in your life and then like, hey, what's up? I was thinking about you. I heard this song on the motherfucking radio and I was like, you know. No, I was coming into the situation in a non-toxic way. I wanted that to be known. Like I am not pursuing anything in a, in a toxic uh, fashion. I am coming to you as a friend. Wanting to check in on you. I haven't heard from you in a while. I know that we did not end on bad terms. Hey, what's going on in your life? And then from there, you know, we, we're we in this space now where we are literally talking about the history of our relationship. We're talking about <coughs> what it, excuse me. <coughs> Mm-hmm. We're talking about what it looks like to be to be friends um, and to share this this honest raw space with each other um, because people don't do this. Like I've never I've never heard of a conversation that I've that I personally experienced. I don't know about anybody else. I've never experienced a, a relationship where we can go back and talk about so many different things, but also like be very present in the moment and realize like we're so we're completely different people now. Uh, and and the relationship in which in which we once shared, it is okay that we experienced that, but at the same time we grew a lot from having that experience. And so, like for me, I I know for a fact like the foundation in which we've built is so strong. Like this friendship is so strong now because of what we've been through, and I don't doubt that at all. I think that coming into this space is beautiful. Um, and like I said, that's the reason why I wanted to, you know, share this with the world. But this is so sacred um, and this is so genuine and fulfilling that I don't think I could ever find a better friendship that was able to be like salvaged from such tumultuousness and toxicity and immaturity. And I think so many people, we have to um, get away from normalizing like, oh, I'm throwing this person away because I don't know if, like, I'm a firm believer in maybe we were just meant to be friends. Like, that's the highest level of love. Like, and like that's the highest level of love, like the capacity in which that line is drawn. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. crossing that threshold before it was meant to happen or become more or crossing it at all may have not been in the cards for you and that person, but you were supposed to be that person's genuine friend. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm I'm not saying that I would be friends with any of my exes. I do believe in having conversations and getting closure from things, but um, 
I don't think that you have to stop being friends with an ex if it genuinely brings you joy. We did not become friends immediately after we broke up. This is five plus years later. We're going to this plus because it's 2021. Mm. Okay. But <laughs> um, this yep. is time. Like, it takes time for you to grow within yourself, learn from your mistakes, grow from your own toxic behavior, divorce that. And say, okay, like now that I've dropped the toxic me that was contributing to how bad this went, aside from all of that, we had a good foundation and a good, like, friendship, legit. When we were in high school, that's something that's always been consistent. So if it's salvageable, why not, you know? Mm. Not anything you have, like, you have anything to lose. Like, people come and go, but I believe if you want people in your life, don't be too prideful, too stubborn. To say like, oh no, I'm not calling that person up. Why not? Because I would have never thought. I thought I definitely was gonna have to be the one to reach out to you. Um, because I'm the one who was like, oh, we need a break. So I was surprised. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it wasn't because I needed more time. I just was like, ah, oh, I'll do it eventually. <laughs> and I think we had a convert. We didn't have a conversation about that until maybe three weeks ago so when we first started back talking we didn't even go right into that but that wasn't I don't think either one of us thought it was necessary to because we knew like what it was like and why it happened and yeah if I wasn't ready I was gonna be like I I need more time he was gonna say okay and not feel no way about it and or vice versa like how it happened now so and that's such a, it's such a, that's such a mature, I, I, I think that I, I don't want to go without saying that that within itself is so mature. Um, and I, I, I definitely commend you for taking that step in our friendship um, because it's, it's the, it's, it's, the, it's the fact that you literally said no this is not I, I I care about this person too much to allow this to continue to travel down this road and we not be cool at all again for five more years 10 more years 15 more years I care about this person in this relationship too much to allow it to be what it has been and I'm going to make the choice now to salvage what I can from this relationship to say this is not an end to our relationship and I need some time to regroup. I need some time to process. I need some time to discern. I need some time to pray. I need some time to figure out what this looks like for me because we're not the, this is not a one-sided relationship. This is a, a very much interchangeable. We, we get what we can from each other. And I think that I definitely think that that needs to be emphasized that you were so cognizant of your own personal needs that you took the initiative to say no this can't happen right now i need we need to take a break and being able to come back to this to to regroup and and come back to the place that we are now that's that that's beautiful it's it's, it's extremely beautiful and I think that I definitely commend you for that because I would have never done it. I wasn't exactly thrilled about it. 
Let's just see that. I wasn't like, you know what? F it. Um, I wasn't thrilled. It was definitely a hard decision to make because when you establish a bond with someone, you're used to talking to them. Like, they become a part of, you know, your routine. And, you know, we never talked about the same things every day. It's always something different. It's always a new joke. He always wants some more, like, some other bullshit. So am Mm -hmm. I. Like, you never know what you're going to get. So you look forward to that because it's authentic. It's that person. Like, you know they're not putting on a show. This is just how they are. And Mm -hmm. I think our personalities are so much alike. And I think that's what (laughs) was funny to me because you never know what you're going to get with me. But I never knew what I was going to get with you. So I wasn't exactly thrilled about it. But I didn't, in a sense, I thought back to high school and how it could possibly put you in a similar predicament. And it's like, by pressuring this person and unloading all of these feelings that I have onto them and doing this and doing that, that how selfish is that of me to ruin like what we currently have for the sake of like saying, oh, like I really like you and this could be more and making this person feel as though like, well, I don't want to lose this person. So like, let me hurry up and figure this out. You know, like, no, be you and be in the thick of figuring out who you are and accepting who you truly are because you're a beautiful person and there's nothing wrong with that. So it took time and I thought about it. I texted, um, I wrote it out, deleted it, wrote it out, deleted it because um, he already has a best friend. I think he got two best friends. No, just one best friend. But like we became really, really close friends, probably closer than we've ever been. So Mm -hmm. Um, you nobody wants to lose a friend like that, but you have to for the sake of having that friend forever as opposed to temporarily, right? I think to I think we can go so many different places in this conversation and there were so many different moments to segue into deeper moments, but I think that to close um my final question to you would what be what advice would you give people who share our same circumstance or similar circumstances? What advice would you give them? Um, To be open and be Mm. your honest, true self. Nothing Mm. is more beautiful than just doing that and living your life being who you truly are because Mm. you'll end up feeling like that was the worst thing, like the worst feeling for me knowing that you felt like you couldn't do that with me because I felt like maybe I did something to not provide that space for you. Um, So you learn from that and it sets the tone for what your friendship will be. If you consistently have to wear this mask, be this personality, show up with bits and pieces of yourself, you have to ask yourself, is this the type of relationship that I want with this person? Right? So if you want more, um, come in your truest form. I'm not saying just throw it all out there because we definitely both have the gift of gab. So we we overshare with each other, okay? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to do that because people are different, but be vulnerable with each other and share things with each other that, you know, you can embrace and you can learn and grow from, right? Because our communication has grown just from when we reconnected earlier this year. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So as long as you do that, I feel like that's worth revisiting. And that's the advice that I would give. Just be your honest and true self. Be vulnerable. Be bold. Be you. And don't apologize for it because, you know, the people who truly, like, love and care about you and accept you as a human being that you are, you know, you'll grow, you'll work through it. What advice Uh, do you have for the people? (laughs) Honestly, uh, double down on what everything that you said. Um, I think that you have to be open, um, but also communicate um, exactly where you are. And I think that that's one of the things that I would change about what I, what I, where I was in our, the beginning of our reconnection. I think that I would definitely be more open and more vulnerable about where exactly I was. And I don't think I really knew where I was. I think I was just floating. Yeah. And luckily you were gracious enough to accept that and patient enough to accept that. But I, I do believe that with any person that is trying or feels a need or desire to connect with their um, past partners of, of any sort, if they were toxic, if they were volatile, if they were dangerous, I would say be cautious and going back into those situations um, because just because you have changed does not mean the other person has. Um, but I definitely do believe that if you feel this longing to be connected to somebody who you experienced the fullness of life with, um, I would definitely say do it, but be ready to be open and be honest and sh- and be transparent um, with exactly where you are, exactly where you want it to go, um, and accept the other person for what they share with you as well. Um, and that goes without saying, I'm 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 eternally grateful that this was able to be salvaged. Um, out of all of these situations that I've been in, and I'm not going to call myself a hoe, nothing, but you know, I've 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 been around the block and you know know a couple of names on the block and <laughs> but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that being a part of my story and that's okay. I ain't going to judge me nobody. Um but yeah, I I'm I'm eternally grateful for this relationship being able to be preserved. Um and I thank God that this was the one that we that was chosen for us to come back around to. Um, okay. I guess I want to conclude with, with that. I want to, I'm super, like I said, I'm super grateful for you being here, um, for you and your presence in my life and the role that you, uh, um, occupy in my life. And I don't want to change that for anything. Um, and thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for, cherishing me um showing me what authentic love looks like um healthy communication looks like um and transparency and thank you for accepting me um and all of my uniqueness and <laughs> um and challenging me as well um, you're so welcome you. thank you for having me 
I really yeah. appreciate it. I was so excited. You know, I was excited for you to invite me on when you first told me about it. And I was so honored that um, you would ask me to be a part of, you know, helping you tell your story, because that's what this podcast is essentially. It's your view, like it's your views. You're inviting us to help you unpack that and share it with the world. So I'm happy that you finally created this space for you to be able to do that. Um, because the dialogue is so dope you have mm -hmm. i know the conversations that i've had with you so i can only imagine what the other episodes are gonna be like and i can't wait to hear them and i can't wait for you to share them with everybody else because i know this is going to allow you to just be free this is a completely different um type of freedom and you deserve that mm -hmm. so i'm happy that this is finally happening yeah thank you for that affirmation i needed that thank you um if there's anything that you want to close off by saying you can go ahead and do that now um you guys can go ahead and follow me on instagram thank you for tuning in to the first episode i'm so excited um remember my handle is t-h-e-e-b-m-a-r-i-e -E -E on instagram and i'll be posting talk that talk thursdays um very soon so I hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes. You guys are in for a surprise, very thoughtful remarks from people. I already know the schedule. I've got a little peek. So it's going to be hitting. It's up there. It's up there and it's stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again so much for inviting me. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We would like to thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Unraveled PC to continue the conversation. And remember, do your best to be good to one another and to yourself. And we'll see you next week for the next episode of The Unraveled Podcast.